Sister Magdalena is going to share a reflection with us this morning. Good morning. morning. I'm very happy to share a journey which we will make during my reflections throughout the whole congregation. And I do my best that you are understanding me with my German accent. (laughs) Together we stand at the end of the five-week journey of the season of creation, which this year has a theme, Let Justice and Peace Flow. The past ten days, you were introduced to four areas of ministry fund activities. Now, I would like to look with you at our international congregation, realizing the challenges and being aware of the blessings of the ministry fund's work. Who acts according to justice and righteousness will preserve his life, says the reading from the book of Ezekiel. The team of the ministry fund that dealt with the requests from the congregation was guided by justice and righteousness. They carefully acted, and together we looked for God's ways, trusted in God's faithfulness and hoped for healing. The last three years were intensively marked by the pandemic. New and acute needs were brought to us and could be answered by the Ministry Fund. When the pandemic broke out, our French sector was hit particularly hard. Almost all sisters of the mother house and their staff fell ill. Four sisters died immediately in the hospital and there was no possibility of accompaniment or care. The painful farewell at the urn burial could only take place month later. Several sisters had to move to nursing homes because of the isolation they could not cope with. And their pensions were withheld to cover the costs there. The remaining sisters suddenly found themselves abandoned by fellow sisters and faced with the loss of their financial resources. At the same time, being themselves weakened by the pandemic, they were dependent on lay assistance. The Ministry Fund helped on an emergency basis with professional disinfection of the mother house and covered the salaries of the supporting staff for several years. It was help in the greatest need. During the pandemic, many schools, kindergartens, and boarding schools of our sisters in Indonesia had to remain closed. Only slowly, in an changed way, the educational work could be resumed. Financially, this greatly affected by lack of school and boarding school feasts. Other activities, such as our orphanages, could no longer be supported financially as before. Since the children and youth of the Pantipios orphanage 
on Sumatra were constantly in residence. There was a growing and extensive need of care and education. Sufficient food containing vitamins was needed to strengthen their resistance. Technical equipment and internet access were needed for online school-based instruction. The situation was similar for the children at the San Clara orphanage in Timor-Leste. In addition, there was a great material need in the surrounding area and the request to take in particular needy children. Food donations were not forthcoming anymore, as the donators took care of their families and neighbors and did not want to make any visits because of the virus. From Cotabata, another area of Sumatra, we received another call for help. There, our Indonesian sisters run a kindergarten, a primary and secondary school, and a large boarding school for boys and girls. After the boarding school reopened and after initial hesitation disappeared, the students began to rejoin. They were confronted with changed school hours and approaches. Classes were divided so that there were morning and afternoon sessions. Thus, 50% of the boarding students were always present at home, which was a challenge for our accompanying sisters. They had to take care of their teaching uh, duties in the school in addition. The sisters also did all the shopping to protect the students. The walking and heavy carrying proved difficult due to greater distance. Having a car for food supplies and protected activities, the girls and boys lessened the workload of the sisters, allowed for better supplies, doctor's visits, and small outings. All this had a very positive effect on the care the health of the students and sisters, as well as on the atmosphere in the boarding school. The space of the kindergarten in Dili in Timor-Leste was so cramped that the large number of children could no longer be cared for. The building had once been given to our sisters by an aid organization after the Civil War. At that time, the sisters had been grateful, but now a good continuation on these premises was no longer possible. A brief look at the history helps to deepen our understanding. After Portuguese colonial rule, Timor-Leste went independent in 1970s. Due to an unstable situation, Indonesia annexed the country. The inhabitants rebelled against the occupiers and many died in the bloody fighting in the early 19th. But the inhabitants regained their independence. To create a conscious demarcation from the most populous Muslim country, Indonesia, many inhabitants quickly had themselves baptized Catholic. Numerically, 
The small country of Timor-Leste is probably the most Catholic one in the world today, but the faith has not yet to take root. Has yet to take root, excuse me. That is why the religious education of children in kindergarten is so important. With the help of the ministry fund, a new kindergarten with an upper floor could be built. During my visit in July this year, the kindergarten teachers tearfully expressed their gratitude for their improved working conditions. The positive effect was reflected in the rich program presented by the kindergarten children. English courses also were financed for our sisters in Indonesia, Timor-Leste, Malawi, Suriname. The knowledge helps our teachers in teaching, the missionaries in their outreach, and everyone in the international interaction in the congregation. Close to the Brazilian mother house in Santarem in Amazonia, a home is being built for 24 students and young teachers from the wider community. It will offer mainly young women the opportunity to study in the city and, above all, safe accommodation. Sisters who will retire from teaching see a meaningful task in accompanying the young women. Most of them must live away from their families for years. This project ensures the prevention of abuse and human trafficking, to which these young women would otherwise be very much exposed. The Catholic population of Tomok at the volcanic Lake Toba in Sumatra was looking for sisters who could accompany the religious education of their children and provide pastoral care. A kindergarten, primary and secondary school have already been built. The sisters lived in simple rooms that the parish prepared for them on a temporary basis. A little bit background. Areas of minority settlement such as those of the Christian Batak at Lake Toba, are currently being promoted by the Indonesian government. The revival of the Batak culture, from who our sisters are also here, plays an essential role in this. The Ministry Fund is now financing the construction of a sisters' convent with a guest house, which will provide a home and field of activity for our teachers and pastoral workers, as well as for guests, to recharge their batteries, both physically and spiritually. All the education programs offered by our sisters include an expression of Bata culture, which can be seen, for example, in the ritual dance training. This supports the Batak identity the Indonesian constitution provides, among others, other things for the recognition of other religion and for dialogue. The contribution of our sisters can help to counter the incipient Muslim radicalization. 
65 elderly people live in the St. Clair home for the elderly at the German mother house. There, management and nursing staff were needed to assist in the research project, Effects of Spiritual Life on Dementia Disorder, in addition to their main duties. The ministry fund was willing to finance some position. If we look at project in the spiritual field now, I would like to mention the following. Due to a, grow, a growing number of religious vocations in Timor-Leste, the construction of a formation house for the young women in Delhi became necessary. During my visit in July, I could experience the joy of them in the bright house with its beautiful rooms and the chapel, inviting them to prayer. Since our novitiate chapel in Sumatra is bursting at the seams, a new chapel is currently being built between the future Second Sisters Elderly Home and the Novitiate. The chapel will thus become a prayerful meeting place of common inspiration for our young and older sisters, as well as for the orphans living nearby. Our pilgrimage is Pace Bene, which let us walk in the footsteps of St. Francis, St. Clair and Mother Clara, serve to deepen our Franciscan charism and help to build a network of relationships of sisters and companions in our international congregation. And we are very grateful to the Ministry Fund for its support. All of this sharing, and I think it was a lot for you to take in because I jumped from one country to the other one and difficult to follow me, probably. In this moment, let us listen to the reading from the letter to the Philippians once again. Are not all these projects expressions of an encouragement in Christ, a solace in love, a participation in the spirit, compassion and mercy? In our collaboration with the Ministry Fund, do we not make joy complete by being of the same mind? Do we not succeed in serving people's people simply because we are bound together in love, united in heart, thinking one thing? Is not the instruction humbly regard others as more important than yourself? a measure of real esteem for each and rejects unpleasant overestimation. We are always called upon to distance ourselves from our self-centeredness. Each one is looking out, not for his own interest, but also everyone for those of others. So we will have the same attitude that is also yours in Christ Jesus. May God continue to help us on this path of togetherness and support in building up the one body in Christ. Thank you.